Hey there, Friday Night Movie listeners. You'll hear in today's episode that we talk about the Golden Globes, which will sound kind of weird because we will have already released our instant Oscar nominations reaction episode. That's because here at Friday Night Movie, my sisters and I are trying to break the format a little bit, do some fun, quick mini episodes, but we also are trying to do our regular longer format once a week episodes. So chronology might be sacrificed, uh, but hopefully you're enjoying the mini episodes. And if you do want to listen to them in order, you can listen to this one and then go back and hear the Oscar episode. And uh, then it might make a little bit more sense. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we invite you to join our family and speak the language of our family, which is movies and television and making fun of her, fun of each other. Her, I'm talking about Lily right now, because we'll probably start making fun of her first. (laughs) Lily, how are you doing? I'm good. I would say that like jet lag, um, 10, Lily, maybe one. So it's an uphill battle (laughs) this week. Um, I feel I have thoroughly had my ass kicked, um, immensely. Uh, so it's been a bit rough, but, but, but hanging in there. How are you guys? Um, well, I, it's actually funny. You talk about getting your ass kicked and you say jet lag 10, Lily one. I feel like Lily 10, Becky one. I am still just barely putting back the pieces. Oh. Of my house after Hurricane Gomez Corman <laughs> tore through it. That, I I would say. To be fair, that, mom and dad were there too. Yeah, I would say <laughs> I would say that is an unfair sampling because mom and dad, God bless them, they use every part of wherever you live, no matter so how big or small. Party where you had mom cook a giant Cuban dinner. I don't feel like it's all my fault. But but also... I don't think wouldn't have used her kitchen. But when mom does that, guaranteed a week later, you're going to be like, why is my garburetor not working properly? And you're going to find a lime wedge and a spoon jammed into the garburetor. Like, not, like half a lime true. just wrapped around the blades. Yeah. Se- second of all, mom once when we were... Vi- when she w- I can talk about this now. When our first child was born and she was visiting... And she didn't want to get up from the table because she was tired from helping and everything like that. And we were eating pizza. We had ordered pizza. She just took the pizza box and threw it on the floor in the corner of our dining room. And I got really upset. Like, I said, Mom, it's like, there's like a lot of stuff in the house. There's kids. And she looked at me and she just goes, well, it was perfectly fine for you and Josh in college to leave pizza box, pizza boxes all over your apartment. Now, suddenly, it's a big deal. And I'm like, yes, 15 years later, when I have a child in a house throwing a dirty like pizza box. I that's not a fair mom story. I want to have her back on that one. I feel like that's like an extreme moment. That's like the type of thing she does when she's very, very tired but won't admit it and then has like a double espresso and she looks like she's losing her mind. Yes. Okay. That's fair. All right. We will forgive mom on that one. 
So this is a fun episode because we, we call these a catch-up episode. We'll, we have a lot of little specialized episodes. They're all fun episodes. They're, they're all special. <laughs> I mean, I to us. To us, yeah. But this yeah. is one where we really are just going to talk about a whole bunch of different things that are going on. I... Um, I have discovered some new diet drinks because, you know, I'm always I'm always trying the new diet drinks. Like, and I was going to ask creams. how you are, Shai, but clearly you I... like solidified into some sort of fast food beverage. The <laughs> last time I spoke to you. So I'm I just mean, I know that you. it's technically better for you because it has less sugar. But Shai, like you're not. So, I don't think it's that good for you. Like, don't. I Look, the way I rationalize it is that there are people who live on Diet Coke, and whatever I'm drinking has to be better for you than Diet Coke. So obviously I'm a big... I don't think the next thing you're about to think... explain to us. I'm a big root beer fan. Yeah, but this next drink that you tried seems... I tried... I tried... I, I wanted to find... So in the Weird Al Yankovic song, The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, there is a reference to a Diet Chocolate Soda. And I had kind of a craving for Yoohoo a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't want to go down the Yoohoo rabbit hole. So I said, I wonder if diet chocolate soda really exists. And I Googled it, and I found this company called Canfields, and I ordered it on Amazon, a case of it. And it's and made by the... start with a case. It's made by the... Yeah, well, if it was good, I didn't want to not have extra. Exactly. <laughs> Just in case. And I will say, it, it's made by the Dr. Pepper... Bottle Seven Up Bottling Company, so it's not like it's made in some sketchy bathtub or anything like that. And after the third or fourth one that you drink, you really start to take taste the cocoa flavor. Oh, I worry <laughs> about you. I worry about you. So aside from enlightened ice cream, uh, diet. Canfields. Uh, they cannot have a podcast that they're sponsoring. I mean, they definitely need <laughs> to sponsor us because n- literally no one else is drinking that. You are the person. I, I don't keeping. know who else. Ha- I don't even know where you can find this because I've asked other stores. I'm like, do you have any like, Canfields? I, like, I don't want to be extreme, but I feel like I'm not sure if like having like a cigarette brand sponsor us is healthier. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, we get in touch with Marlboro. No one's asking Marlboro to sponsor their podcast. I feel like there might be more money there than with the chocolate soda. Well, speaking of things that are unhealthy, let's talk about uh, our emotional relationship with the Golden Globes. Is that a good segue or did that make no sense? Whatever it is, the Golden Globes have happened. I mean, I don't feel like I have much of an emotional relationship. I always say I don't and then I kind of do. Like, I'm always like, I don't care, my, whatever, I guess, mostly because I can never watch them because they're know, on so My late. issue with award shows is that when things win that I haven't seen and don't want to see, I get very annoyed because I'm like, ugh, do I have to watch that movie now? I never you have know? that feeling. Still haven't seen The English Patient. Don't like, care. I, I wanna... Like, The Wife, like Glenn Close won for The Wife. Do I need to watch that now? Nope, that, I don't want to That's watch a made-up movie that they show in another that's... movie about yeah. movies that Glenn Close won an Oscar for. <laughs> I mean, that makes more sense to me. She's I mean, never she won an Oscar, been... guys. Never won an Oscar. Really? Yeah. She has like a thousand million Golden Globe nominations, and she has a few Golden Globes, but they were for TV. I think this is her first Golden Globe for um, movies, and um, I'm pretty sure she's never won an Oscar. She didn't win for Dangerous Liaisons, starring John Malkovich. You know, the prequel to Cruel Intentions. I know, and if you think about that movie, the casting is so weird. It, like, right, like, he's Ryan Phillippe, Malkovich. <laughs> right, like John Malkovich <laughs> is the seductive guy. 
He's the you know, it's even right, wa- Philippi of that movie. You know, it's even more weird. If you ever watch the music video for Annie Lennox's Walking on Broken Glass, he reprises his role as Valmont in that music video as like what? this seductive goateed man carrying the 90s were weird 80s when 90s, is that from 90s, early 90s, 90s early 90s. yeah okay lily Lard. lily take us to the golden globes okay so i kind of want to do like a rapid fire by rant meh um with the winners and if anybody has like questions or anything they want to like shout out about feel free to go there's some like topics floating around them the fact that a star is born was like basically you know i guess snubbed is the word which here, i here, think is insane because here, you can't here's my put view I, bohemian rhapsody up against that movie it's like stupid but um yeah it only won best song so i, was like, I feel like it won the award thing. it deserves to win agreed and not only that i have learned an I have since purchased the soundtrack, and it is amazing. And Lady Gaga should absolutely get an Oscar for that. And I wish there was a soundtrack, a best original soundtrack, not just song, but original soundtrack award. Because Oh, soundtrack, not the original score. Right, exactly. So like, if you Spider-Man think... would get that, because that soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. But, like... Like, I feel like Bradley Cooper's not going to get an Oscar for A Star is Born because he didn't write that song. But there are other songs I think he did write. I don't know. That he sings, on whatever it is. The music is the best part of that movie. There's great acting in it. But I don't think when you look at the other things it's up against, I namely... I feel the... like considering it's been made five times, like, take what you can get. Right. No one's yeah. giving the... Yeah. No one's giving maybe, the, like six right, like, Star Wars I'm so movie excited that they shot it and they did it in an original way and it feels fresh, but it's still something that's been made like four times before, three times before. So it's like, all right, give the people who wrote their own scripts a chance. <laughs> okay, so um, Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> that's a buy all around for Best Picture. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just want to give nods. Picture drama, sorry. I, I, best I, Picture drama. I want to give nods that if Black Panther or Black Klansman had won, 100% I would have supported it, and I'd even seen the other movies. You know, I feel like people are well, maybe yeah, complaining that other, it's not. The only one I, is if Beale Street could talk, which you didn't see. So. I know. I feel like these, the award, like the awards season, I don't know, or the, the, the movies nominated. Like, there's some pretty great movies this year. I don't feel like it's lacking. Like, I, there's a lot of movies I, that I love this year. I still think, and maybe one day we should play it on the show, I still think there should be a process whereby a movie gets a certain amount of votes and it automatically qualifies for the next year. So it gets a second chance or something like that. So that if you come up in, like, a Whoa. dud year, then... Yeah, but that's that interesting movie. because I think had the stars more not had Bohemian Rhapsody up against it, maybe it would have swept. And then but, we would have been annoyed. Should it have compared to Black Klansman? I, I like when you rank it, no, but that's really what I'm saying. It's better. That's what I'm saying. No. I think you may have been annoyed. Okay, you make but a good At least point. it's getting overshadowed by a better movie. All right, keep us calm. All right. Can you explain to me that I didn't pay attention that Vice is a co- in the comedy and musical category? So. Well, what, part of it is like part satirical. of it is how they decide to submit it. But having seen Vice, uh, which I thought was a superb movie, it was it was very very cool. It is 
you could definitely argue it's a comedy the way The Big Short is a comedy in that it is satirical. It's not your. I think if you view it as a typical historical docudrama, you're actually going to get really agitated because it does a lot of surreal things and a lot of things that are in Adam McKay's movies with the breaking of the fourth wall and there's mm-hmm. a lot of very like, dark humor. You look humor. at this category and you're literally like, clearly comedy is whatever the hell they feel like saying it is because... Oh, yeah. You yeah. have Green Book, it's Vice, a, Crazy it, Rich Agents, Green Book, Vice, and well, Crazy Mary Rich Poppins Returns. Well, well, Crazy Rich Agents and Mary Poppins look like they both actually belong there. Belong in that category. Nothing else. First of all, it's a, it's a stupid it, category. Comedy is the Green or Book musical. In there because it's, is the Green Book in there because it's comedy or musical? Like, which one do they think it is? Comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked like the commercial. There's some funny stuff in it. Just because a movie has a joke in it doesn't mean it goes in that category. I think they looked at the drama ones and they're like, oh, damn, we're not beating Klansman and Bohemian. We're going to definitely try to one-up it. This whole category thing that I think there should actually be then Oscars for the weird categories you see on Netflix. So, like, Golden Globe. So, if they're going to do comedy or musical, then they should do, like, Golden Globe for action movie starring former comedic person (laughs) in a satirical sci-fi movie. You know when they use your algorithm to figure out what you like? Mm-hmm. For sure, wrestling I mean, documentaries produced yeah. by former '80s. But it also stars. feels like this category making is like fantasy football. Like they <laughs> sit together before, and the director and the producer are just like, okay, which one should we go with the best odds of winning? And that it's not at all about the movies, anyways. Oh, so wait, looking at Glenn, the next category, Glenn Close won for the movie The Wife was this year. Yes. That's that's what I'm saying. Is that like then a movie like The Wife wins, and I'm like, what? I, do I have to watch that now? Because she's important, and then it's like a movie well, that's about best actress people. drama. And she was up against Kidman, Lady Gaga, Melissa McCarthy, and Rosamund Pike. So here's so my like, theory: no one saw any of these movies, oh, exactly, except the stars like, born, and they were like, well, these people are good actors. Well, they're like, Gaga can't beat Glenn Close or Kidman, so just give it and to Gaga. I don't know. I don't now know. that I see this she, list. I don't think she can. Now that I see this I don't list, know. give it to Maybe. Gaga. I mean, I, mean, I well, kind of agree Glenn based Close? on this list. Give me a break. Based on this list and the fact that I have not seen a single one of these movies, I would 100% give it to Gaga. You didn't see A Star is Born? No, I have a baby. It was a hard time. I couldn't get I mean, away. I um, oh, okay. Well, it's really good. Well, give me a hard time then. Okay. So obviously then Rami Malek gets to Not beat out. should Rami Malek have won that and did win that and deserved it. And he's a vision in this part. I've been watching him like do interviews and on talk shows. Makes and it even better. It makes it even better. And apparently there's this like whole shtick where people are starting to behave as if he really is Freddie Mercury or like kind of maybe Freddie Mercury and he's getting (laughs) (laughs) and he's on Jimmy Kimmel and it was so funny I do encourage you to look it up uh, that clip of him Jimmy Kimmel interviewing him uh, about the fact that like kind of people sort of think he's maybe Freddie Mercury now (laughs) like including rock stars he also seems like a deer and like just a sweet sweet person and a genuine like awesome guy so yeah that's comforting to know he also has an identical twin brother which Weird. is crazy yeah um like identical it's not sammy malik no kidding anyways R- rami and sammy that's what they named yeah. Him? yeah i was gonna joke and say what is his name salami malik i guess it's, <laughs> that was pretty close so okay 
So he beat out um, John David Washington, Luke, Lucas Hedges, so, so I buy it, but I'd like to see no. I'd like to see Bradley Cooper and John David Washington win Oscars at some point. I mean, and I love Willem Dafoe, but Agreed. I feel like I'm not really like and then sitting around I mean again, uh, sorry, musical or comedy, you have for actress. For best performance by an actress, you have Olivia Coleman, who's amazing. Like, I don't care. Just give her an award. Yeah, she's Broadchurch, awesome. she's phenomenal. She's in The Night Manager. She's phenomenal. Like, everything she's in, she just does the, like, piece of favor. She's just so awesome. But that's supposed to be comedy. And you've got Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins, Elsie Fisher, 8th Grade, which seems like a serious movie. It is a serious movie. Yeah, that's in the comedy category. It's definitely. Holly, definitely a serious no, movie. No, no, no. 8th Grade is, like... It's, and then comes into oh, yeah. for Crazy Rich Asians. So that category wait, um, also seems like... Wait, Charlize Theron, does she play the guy who landed the plane in the Hudson River? That's what that's about? No, that's Sully. Oh. No, it definitely looks like a serious movie, Tully. It's about, like, a mom who has, like, her third baby and is struggling. It's and... very serious. It's oh, a man. great movie. I totally scary. thought, like, she played, like, the... Air traffic controller no, in the movie Sully. about the, yeah, Oh, that's Sully with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh. That's a good movie. Um, and so we can we can close this out with um, a best performance by actor in musical or comedy. And sure, you saw Vice, so Christian Bale so, won that. So Christian Bale won that. He was amazing as usual, like insanely transforming himself. If he beat Rami Malek. I would. You're not in the same. No, no, in the real, no, the in the Oscars. real awards, in the real awards, like oh, in, Oscar, right. in the Oscars, like I, I, I would say that's totally acceptable. I, I'd rather see Rami Malek win because that performance was so, like, enriching to my soul. Like, I love that performance. It's a movie that I want to watch. Oh, but you, you're again. saying that Christian Bale could beat him. Oh yeah, that just in terms of acting, it is one of the but, more amazing performances I've ever seen. Oh wow! Okay, that's quite. The um, honorable mention. Uh, Shy, you definitely won't watch this, Lily. You might watch it. Roma. I do recommend oh, cool. it. It's pretty incredible. I probably will watch it. Yeah, but it's Shy. Um, Can we Sandberg, just... Annie Sandberg went on uh, Seth Meyers, and he was going through all of the jokes that didn't the jokes make the cut. It was really funny. And he was like, he, one of his jokes was something to the effect of that, um, definitely go and watch Roma on the biggest cell phone that you can because it's on it was released on Netflix <laughs> at the same time like making fun of it like well I actually pretty. so first of all Spider-Verse won best animated film which we well, were all we very all excited for know how we feel about that uh, but I would say in terms of the jokes I I really loved I thought Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh playing off the fact that they're just likable people was really really sweet and I like their whole like nice jokes like not real mean jokes but they were really nice but the joke that I loved the most it was when Andy Sandberg talked about Mrs. Maisel and said and this is the show that makes you think huh is this anti-semitic because as you all know that has been one of my issues yes. with the show from the beginning is like very accurate I'm not sure how comfortable I am with this what's funny is I'm totally fine with it until I realize people who aren't Jewish are watching it and someone will like post something on Instagram or Twitter about like, oh, I'm loving this season. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, but you're not Jewish. So I well, feel I, like the maybe weird, you shouldn't be in on this joke. The weirdest thing is when people come up to me and they're like, oh my God, I bet you love Mrs. Maisel. 
And I'm like, because uh, uh, I'm I Jewish. Mean, like, like, could you imagine? But like, that's like them coming up to me like, I bet you love bagels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, I do, but it's, it's but like, it, yeah, but or, it's not like a thing, but it is a thing. <laughs> it's like, or like, or someone showing off to me that like, oh my God, I'm eating all these bagels, like trying to like <laughs> connect with me. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm really, I'm watching Mrs. Maisel. I'm like, yeah, but is this a bagel? It's like, like you went on birthright. Like, Let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> wait guys we should have are we gonna talk about Maisel because Lily and I both watched season two shy we know how you feel about Maisel and I'm convinced after season two I'm committed to watching season two is incredible season two is so on I, fire Tony Shalhoub should win all the awards for all time for yeah this part I, I'm watching it we're, we're not watching it we're not binging it we're walk, watching it slowly but but we are watching it I saw them I saw okay. but we'll talk about it when I'm finished but I'm, I'm enjoying okay. I'll say this I'm enjoying season two much more than season one because my problem with season one is exactly that point is that I worry the characters bordered too much on caricature at times and it bothered me whereas I feel like there's more depth happening in season two and that and I enjoy that because then there's more to these characters and then to just add that Jewish element to it. Like when people are like, hey, you're Jewish. Bet you like this show. I feel a little bit like, you know, there's a little bit more depth to who they're talking about. I've had multiple people compare me to Midge and they're all not Jewish. And I'm all certain it's because they're like, look, another Jew. That's <laughs> so, yeah. But Andy, one of the funniest things Andy of his, I, I thought was funny of the jokes that didn't make it that he told was that watching Mrs. Maisel, Maisel something to the effect of that it makes him like when he watches it, he laughs and everything. But then he also just has like crazy cravings for brisket. Um, <laughs> so, That's amazing. Um, it didn't make the cut, but you, and Seth Meyers like, yeah, it's like brisket is like another character on that show. <laughs> and then that makes me think, I'm like, yeah, but is that okay? <laughs> I prefer brisket to midge so you know i, <laughs> I would watch well, a show I, the fabulous yeah. mrs brisket that was just a brisket being cooked and eaten by jews that that would be a lot of fun <laughs> now speaking of andy samberg let's i'll use this to segue into just what we've been watching so Hello. brooklyn 99 is back it's on Hi. nbc now ali and i realized this is one of the best found moment money found money moments ever we realized that because they never Fox never really invested in Brooklyn Nine Nine and our and we had moved into the renovation house, we missed an entire half a season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <gasps> so we get to watch like we're rewatching whole chunks of last season before we get to this season, and I just love that show. I love Andy Samberg. I love all Are of them so much. I'm on season four and I watch them like they were like gemstones. Oh like my I'm god! Carefully no. holding them. I'm so in, like, jealous. A, I specifically am watching in a very I say them for specific moments i'm so i'm so jealous of you guys um it i i wait every week for it to come back i mean it's literally been months where every week i'm like are you back yet when are you coming back so i was very very happy to come thursday to this and it got amazing ratings apparently it got according to what i don't know ratings ratings i think it's had yeah, something like that. Something like that. I still, though, to this day, my favorite episode. Uh, there's two episodes that are my favorite. One is Sal's Pizza in the first season, where 
char where there's the, the Sal's Pizza Place burns down and they compete against the fire department. Like the fire department is like the library oh. from Parks and Rec and Patton Oswalt plays the uh, is it Patton Oswalt? Oh, yeah, he plays yes. the fireman. But also it's when they introduce Charles Boyle's pizza blog and he talks about mouthfeel as something that you judge <laughs> pizza by. To this day it kills me. Um, okay, so other stuff I'm watching these days. Well, okay. My big find is Future Man. I binged that show in like three days, and now I'm already into season two. What so, are your thoughts? my thoughts Where are. Where can people find it, though? Just so on, yeah. Hulu. It's on, it's on Hulu. Hulu. It's on right? Hulu. It's on Hulu. My thoughts are that. It's worth, in my While view. I've only seen three episodes, maybe three and a half, and I can't throw down an I Told You show until I finish the That's first fair. season. At, at episode seven, if it's not an I Told You show, then I'll accept it. No, 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 it no. What I have to say is. Sitting down to watch Future Man is becoming my favorite part of the day. Like, I am this, all in on it. If this was the Golden Globes, which category is it fall in? Drama with a musical comedy. Yeah. No, it's comedy. It's no, com- it's comedy. But, okay. but I think there was, I, whichever, it's very early on. It's like episode two or three where they, where Wolf and Tiger have to secure the perimeter of the frat house. <laughs> yes. Like, so it's so funny. What's it about? How about you tell people okay. who've never seen it, yeah. like me, so what it's about? It's a meta. Sh- it's it's a meta show. So things similar. There are things in the show that are similar premises to other things that you've seen, but it's very aware of that because it exists in our world. But there's this young man played by Josh Hutcherson who is never. His name's Josh, who has never amounted to much. He's a janitor at a big medical lab. And he's playing this video game that he's obsessed with, and he, the Biotic Wars or something like that, and he finishes the game finally, and when he finishes the game, two soldiers, the two soldiers from the game appear, because they're real from the future, and the game was sent back in time to test to find out who the savior of the future would be. So they go on this crazy time-traveling Terminator 2 meets Back to the Future meets Alien meets The Last Starfighter, (laughs) Quantum Leap, and in and throughout the show, he even says, this is the same plot as The Last Starfighter. And they don't know what he's talking about. Like, so there's a little bit of this at people out of time. There's some meta humor about the different movies. But then, and and the part, but the way, why it really works is that there are real stakes. Seth Rogen's one of the producers, and he talks about how it's a, it's a comedy, but there are real life and death kind of stakes. There are real stakes, and the actors, Eliza Coop plays Tiger, the main female lead, and she's, I don't know the what name. What else was she from? Because she's She was great. in Scrubs. She... She, she was in the last, the last, or the second or last season of Scrubs when the interns Is she come. not in Community? Oh, she was on Happy Endings also. Oh, Happy Endings. Okay, so that, a bunch of shows I've never seen. But she's in that universe of, like, people that are just about our age that are really funny, but also really beautiful um anyways that so i'm uh, I'm now into season two and season two is is very cool it's getting off to a slow start but it's but it's very cool and and josh hutcherson is great in it yeah i I would have never thought based on the hunger games that guy was talented at all and he's amazing (laughs) he's great um cool the the, the other thing that we watched i'll just and and then i'll and i'll stop or the other Two things. Number one, we watched The Prince of Egypt. By the way, speaking of super Jewish things like Mrs. Maisel, have you seen that cartoon? Like, I never saw it. Yeah, I saw saw it like 20 years ago. It's like very Hebrew. There's like a ton of just like random singing in Hebrew in the movie. And Jeff Goldblum plays Aaron, Moses' older brother, which was absolutely amazing. But the kids loved it, so that was a big hit. 
And then finally, we saw Bad Times at the Royale with Cheese. What's it called? Bad Times at the, the El Royale. At the El Royale. I mean, it was good. It looks, it looks fun. I want to see that. Really it was fun. a it looks solid Tarantino-esque. Tarantino-esque. But when I say Tarantino-esque, it's not as violent as a Tarantino. And, yeah, without and, all those. And it's not as aggressive in terms of like the language and the stylized elements to it. Mm-hmm. But it has amazing music. And um, this woman... Uh, Oh man, I tweeted at her yesterday. Evie, uh, it's killing me here. Hold on one second, because I really want to. She is fantastic. Lily, we saw her in Widows. Um, she was the woman with the backpack, Cynthia Erivo. So Cynthia Erivo is this the surprise breakout steals the show of this movie. She sings in the movie quite a lot, and she has to carry. She's the she's the character that you connect with the most and it was really fun it was suspenseful it wasn't too long great acting chris hemsworth plays against type very kind of haunting character i rec if like he did in ghostbusters the female version not exactly but a little bit i'm kidding that's one of my favorite roles ever he but so it's essentially it's one of these movies where a bunch of strangers descend on a place for different reasons and then because of their various backstories, terrible things start happening, and a couple of them, a few of them, have to try to survive as all of these terrible coincidences. So, but it's better than Hotel Artemis. Much better than Hotel Artemis, but okay, it's that good. kind. Because it seems like a similar premise. It, it's, so it's, then I guess I'm gonna love it. Or hateful. I like Hotel or, 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 or hate or hateful eight. Oh. It's like that. You can well, go I ahead and finish. love Hotel Artemis and hate Venom all by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I also couldn't finish Hateful Eight. I turned it off so, and so then this is like going back to this it. This is if they did Hateful Eight, but it wasn't. But but it was done in an enjoyable way, with like real pacing and not super aggressive, like language all the time. It's a cool movie. And John Hamm also small part, but very good. So anyway, so that's mm-hmm. so, so those are my those are my wrecks. That's what I've been watching lately. Uh, Beck, what are you up to? So on my list of things that I wrote down at one point in my life, I my first thing says forgotten wreck from I the Vegas episode. Down. I, I have no idea. Down. I can't remember. <laughs> so it's still forgotten. If it turns the up, end of that I'll let episode you know. when we recorded that episode, you go, Oh man, I forgot a wreck and we were just like, Oh, just save it for next time and I typed that in. This is the third week I've typed it in. So <laughs> but I don't remember it. it. So it doesn't just matter. Forget it. Matter. Okay. So uh Vlad and I watched uh, an HBO doc the other day called Momentum, which is about... Does it play backwards from the end of the movie to the end? Like, oh, and you have to figure out... Memento. Ah. Momentum. <laughs> when I first read the notes, I was like, God, everybody's seen Memento, Becky. But then I realized you wrote HBO <laughs> doc. So it's a documentary about... Uh, it's a surf documentary. It's about um, the group of surfers in the 80s and 90s that really kind of like blew up surfing and like professional surfing and made it wildly popular and famous and not, I mean, not famous, but made it more popular and kind of rejuvenated the sport. So it's Kelly Slater, Rob Machado, Shane Dorian. Those are the three that I actually like knew before the movie. And then a handful of other ones I had, I didn't, hadn't really heard of, but are part of this cohort of surfers who rose to fame and about their really close knit friendship and kind of, how they pushed each other to be competitive and their ups and downs. And I have to say it started off the first five minutes, you know, you're getting the backstory of each of these guys. And I'm like, well, who cares? 
it's so well done. It has they have such incredible access. The interviews that each of these guys give are so candid and deep and it is amazing the kind of stuff that they talked about. Plus they have one of their group of friends is this famous surf documentarian. I can't remember his name, but he's a famous surf documentarian. And he was filming them their whole careers basically so they have this incredible archival footage with these awesome stories and it was it was really really good i i do recommend it so um so that and then kind of kicking back to the beginning of the episode and you asked how i was doing and i said i've been you know trying to put my house back together We've started watching this new Netflix I, show. I, I also started watching it. Hiding it's up with rid- Marie Kondo. I don't watch movies that could result in me having to clean more. Well, I have to say, the show itself... I in the hide end it day, from Allie think, also. Because you know if she watches I, it, I'm going to have to start throwing things out. I'm watching the show, and it's like... What I would, and it's these, you know, personal stories of people whose houses are really messy and how she kind of helps them clean it up. But really, all I want is just a series of tutorials of her teaching me how to fold my clothes and decide what papers to keep and throw out. I kind of like watching her just like put stuff in little boxes. Yes. She's always like has these little boxes with her. That seems like a good way to lose stuff. Every time Allie puts my stuff away and I can't find it, I'm like, and I think we've learned a lesson about putting things away. Um, also, she has an interpreter. She's so like cute and tiny, yeah. and she's a little anyway, interpreter. She's totally lovely, and we have, as a result, started to use some of the condo methods and fold our she's clothes. She's the one that famous that wrote the book, and she's famous for saying, joy of tiny. "Right, if it doesn't bring, bring you joy, joy then, then throw it that's out." What you do, you like look at your items and you hold them. Well, and I don't know if that's the make, right make way it. for me because I was so much say, gives me joy. Shy has so much joy in his house. See, like, whereas my problem is pretty much take no joy from my stuff and so i on the other hand would just get rid of everything it's everything tells good. a story i for me i'm like an x-men when i touch like some action figure from 1982 <laughs> it's like a world appears before me and i remember what it was like when i was little and like people show up and talk to me and a hundred percent if you could yeah. shy to go along with this episode take a picture of the wall of crap behind you that way we could like time it with the Instagram of this episode so people could see how much your well, stuff no, brings the, you the stuff that's right behind me here it still has to be sorted but if you look but at the wall that's in front of joy. me the wall that in front of me that you helped me design with the it's actually really funny if you look at Shai's background Lily's background and mine just the stars yeah but yours is yours is organized mine is an disorganized actual... and Becky's is blank it's just blank. There's a lamp. Right. I got a wall of stuff organized. Lamp and Sorry, baby. Kind of stuff. It's not organized. And Becky just has like a hospital wall behind her. It's <laughs> whatever it is. Like She's a from an undisclosed sterile location. Sterile office in some location. Um, like one of those offices that they rent well, that, like that, as a, that, that's cool. a shell in a movie. That's really cool, Beck. That's, I think I think that's the kind of movie that I bet is probably like a big hit. Like a lot of people It's not a movie. It's a show. It's a show. A show. It's, like, it's like a queer eye or a, you know... Something like Do that. Not anyway, apply my me to that show. Like, don't secretly be like, oh, not like 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 you got me prices right tickets. When we got no, you. you're not enough of a you're not enough of a of a disaster to be. Uh, it was said here. I hope I hope Allie's listening. All right. Oh, um, yeah. and I just want to say that what has gotten me through. So, um, I there's like a very intricate sometimes way for me to see things because. Um, 
you know, I was just as, as a side thing, I was like looking on Twitter at the Future Man post that Seth Rogen put up about that it's in season two. And a bunch of people are like, hey, tweet on Twitter. And a few people are like, yeah, man, like, I don't want to steal it or pirate it. Like, I want to watch it legitimate because I want to, like, support it. But there's no way for me to watch it where I live. And I was like, here, here. Um, so as much as I can, I try to watch everything I watch legitimately in one way or another. And I agree 100%. Um, because, you know, and especially right. since, if you like, like, I literally... A show, if you like a show... You're doing it a disservice if you don't fight for the right, like, to see it on, like, a legit streaming service. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you if you want your... Like, pe- this is the day where people have the ability to, I think, vote with their interests and their hearts and their wallets more than any other time yeah. in media's history. So that's, exa- that's exactly how I feel. Right. But... So, yeah. No, but in the case of a thing like Hulu and Future Man, like, why can't well, they just make it so you could buy it on demand? Right. Like, I was like, you know, if right. I, I can't, yeah, but it's not even, and this is what this guy was saying, too, on Twitter, like, it's not even ex- possibly accessible. Right. Especially when way. it's their original content. Why don't they let you just, kind of the way iTunes does, let you just have, like, a Hulu library of things you want to. Here, we came up with that idea. Just let it be known when that happens. We, we should get a percentage of those cuts. All right. Anyways, Let's stop so, brainstorming for other organizations, please. And so, um, it's been taking me like three years to watch Catastrophe because I can only watch it when I'm in the states. There's no way for me to get it here. And so, I like don't want to like speak too loudly, but normally if I download it onto a device in the states and I want to watch it here, like I'm like I come home, I have to not be on the internet to right. do it because if I'm on the internet, they'll tell me I'm in the wrong location. Right. So like, I have to put my phone on airplane mode or something. Yeah, I yeah. better watch Absolutely. the whole thing and totally. then go off. Totally. Air. It's like when right. you're, it's right. before I travel right. sometimes. Before No, it's not even a scam. Before I travel, if I have stuff on Amazon that, that I don't, that, that like isn't available where I'm traveling overseas, if you leave it in airplane mode, it just thinks you're still on the airplane. Exactly. Um, and so I've had many late nights with a two-year-old who's extremely jet-lagged, and I have blown through three seasons of Catastrophe. Oh, boy. That's an intense show to watch when you're, oh, like... Especially with, like, a t- crying two-year-old. I've had a few moments where I have to, like, switch to a Brooklyn line 9 to, like, even out my brain. Um, but, yeah, like, Rob Delaney and Sharon Hogan. Yeah. Is that her name? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Just extraordinarily talented people, writers, actors, and that show is great. So Becky, I'm it? loving that. Catastrophe, Becky, yeah. yeah. I'm, I've yeah. seen, I've watched probably about half of season one so far. Oh, okay. It's so on. Not, it's one of the shows I, that I, I watch. I want to talk about the end of season three at some point and, oh, and what we okay, think is cool. going to happen in season four. because I have a few more eps to go. Um, but yeah, and so that's like basically what I've been watching. And I had to like a really shit day yesterday, so I went to see Spider-Man again. <laughs> oh, you know, I can't, I crave seeing that movie again. Like I, and, like and I, I, I was in the I've already I seen it twice. I need to go see it. I think I'm gonna while have to just go theater, one night by myself because I need I'm to see you, it again. While I was in the theater, I was just there was nothing else playing. That's also true. Like I was like, we just you know you have the end of a really really bad day on a Saturday and like you have a babysitter. It's like just I will go to a movie because I can't interact with other people. Like I can't go on a date with my husband. Like I can't. I just need to go to a movie. And so all the movies are dubbed here. Um, it's rare to get one in but, English. But, so but to be fair, going to a movie with you or me or Becky is an interactive experience. It is. This is true. But it's like the right kind of one right. for like a bad mood. And I was like, you know what? There's all these movies and like some random like French dramas because it's Europe. And so I said to the host, I was like, look, honestly, you haven't seen this. Even though I've seen it, I'm just going to play it in English in my head anyway. So I don't care that it's dubbed because I remember <laughs> it. 
How do they the say janky hobo Spider-Man in Spanish? Oh, um, they just say um, uh, like a homeless person for the word for homeless person in Spanish. That's all they say. <laughs> so is it not is they... it not a joke like in Spanish or was it funny? It's not. You know, there's a few jokes that I, like everybody I remember cracked up in the theater that didn't land the same way. People laughed at other things, but like nobody laughed at the Banksy joke. Oh, at the Banksy joke. Right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a that's a that's a like, subtle joke. Like, My kids didn't laugh silence. at it either. <laughs> right, like, but, so but the whole theater like, cracked up. What at that joke? But what's amazing is that Shai and I went to see this in the afternoon, and there were no kids in the theater. This was a nine ten showing, and there was a whole bunch of four year olds. <laughs> and I don't mean like five or six or seven or eight. Like I, we four. We turned around and we were literally like, I was like, I don't think this movie. It's like a focus. it's like a fourth birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real, it was just seemed wildly inappropriate. But um, I'm watching the movie, and I'm literally thinking, it's rare that I've ever... I don't think I've ever seen a movie in the theater twice. It's like... Ever in your life? I don't think so. I went to see a movie... Titanic twice? No, I did not. That that was just you. saw it enough for all of us. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a movie in the theater twice. And so... So I was sitting there being like, I not only do I endorse this movie once, but I'm endorsing it twice. It's that good. So, so. But speaking of things that you've been watching, you know, your influence has spread. And our dear friend, Alana Austin, uh, oh, right. has been watching I've Elite. Of... And oh, she... how is Elite? Is it worth watching? I mean, she said, I started, I'm watching the first few episodes and I was like enjoying it. She said that it took her a bit more time to get into and then she got hooked. I, I think it's fun. I mean, and, it's still. And Lon swears by the like show. a Spanish so. River Delish kind of thing. It, but. But what Alana asked us to do, and I'd be interested if others feel this way, is that we should maybe give warnings about which show should or shouldn't be watched in public places. Because like apparently not, there's a lot of graphic sexual content, and Alana was like on an airplane hello. while she was watching it. <laughs> and was a true. little embarrassed. But I mean, at the point that you're watching the Spanish Riverdale, you've brought it upon yourself. Like, she saw Money Heist. There are people in underwear and having random sex scenes during a bank heist. That's for, true. Like, hours. <laughs> That's so true. it's sort of like a bunch of high school, fake high schoolers, because these people are like thirty. Um, there's definitely going to be some nudity. Fair so. Okay. Um, and with that, let's, that'll kick off our shout-outs. Beck, you got any shout-outs? I do. I want to shout out to my husband this week because earlier in the week I was having a rough time. I was not feeling great, and. Every night, pretty much the whole week, he would just like either get me takeout or make me dinner and then let me pick the shows. Like Getting every night for like four shows? nights. Can we just like but stop it for a second? That is such a big deal. One night of getting to pick so the shows romantic. is like an anniversary present. But like every night of the week, getting, getting to pick the shows, the shows and he stayed and watched them with you? Yeah, because and he like cuddled uh, me on the couch cute. and he did it. He did it like three Three nights in that's a row awesome. and probably like four nights the because whole week. And I feel like that's shows, romantic. Well, yeah, it is. Getting, getting, letting someone pick the shows and then leaving, or, <laughs> or like count. being on your that's phone like the whole time doesn't count. It's like Becky when she told me, "You look so pretty today. You're wearing a lot of makeup." No, you look, you look so pretty with a lot of makeup. Makeup. <laughs> oh, that's what you said. It's a backhanded comment. It's like you pick the show. I'm gonna go read in my room, or I'm gonna watch something else in my room. Yeah. That's not. That's not a gift. Um, you know, I wonder if other people, I feel like in my house, I rarely get to pick the show. So I do watch my content on my own, and but then, like as a family, I'm not in the like, right. And then seat. one night he picked, he picked Momentum. And so it was actually like a good movie. Sometimes he makes me watch like really boring stuff. So this was good. That's awesome. Good All point. Right. Yeah. All right, Lil, how about you? Shout um, outs. 
So I'm shouting out to our amazing fans who continuously write us awesome emails. And um, I think we love it. So keep it coming. Specifically, um, this week, Noah Allen, who wrote an incredible, uh, quite detailed feedback email about the show, what he likes. Um, he didn't and, say anything he didn't and, like. And, so and, he, and he pitched it. some awesome segments that we're definitely going to do. Some great some great and I think he brings up some great points of shows. You know, there's so much content to cover which is why we'll be doing this show for eternity but um he's brought up he brought up some shows that at some point we absolutely in, need to talk in about in particular so. he brought up the west wing which yeah. he said we haven't really touched on which we haven't now i admit that i the west wing is like the sopranos for me i like the first couple of seasons but then i really lost interest in it um but that be that being said i did pick up the last like season or second to last season of the west wing with the campaign a few years ago and that one was really cool i enjoyed that that premise but anyways the west wing anyway, we'll come back so to it. I, I really appreciate his uh suggestions and also our dad if you guys have been noticing has been emailing us the entire oh week yeah with uh, yeah. episode segment suggestions which i think is adorable and his and episode awesome. segment, segment suggestions are They're great awesome yeah so well, and he's been keeping an referring... eye on the Goldberg Goldberg's news as well. Like he he he, picked, he found an article about Barry Goldberg throwing out the pitch in Veteran Stadium. Dad's uh, Dad's you know been a very uh, top notch correspondent lately. Yeah. What were you saying, Ben? I was going to say when you referred to the emails from fans, you were referring to Noah Allen, who who's someone we grew up with, a fan who someone we grew up with, but still I appreciate. it. And our father. That that was the plural of that sentence. We've had like our dad is one of Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Sure. I'm just picking. I mean, like, I've it, emailed you. It's like when you fair. say my friends, but it's like one friend and your mom. Like, does that count as your well, mom is, friend? Well, mom is our friend. Come on. That is true. The, to... <laughs> Although today, this week I asked my two-year-old who's his friend, and he said me, and I was like, yes. And then I was like, is that I didn't want to screw him up? So I was like, no, I'm your mommy, who's your friend. But and then I was actually like, no, I'm your only friend. <laughs> and I love you. So we. And then he said his favorite color was iguana. Which is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I still try to figure out if he meant green or actual iguana. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Okay, uh, my my shout outs. I want to shout out to Mike from the All Star Comic Con. We had a great back and forth about Breakin' and Breakin' Two and Crush Groove. He's a big Crush Groove fan. Uh, he was listening, and and he he's just an awesome guy. And we're already talking about having him on the podcast. So we're, we're gonna set that up in the next couple of weeks. But I can't think of a topic that we talk about that he wouldn't have a ton of awesome stuff to weigh in on. So. Shout out to Mike and the All-Star Comic-Con crew. Of course, we will be there June 7th, 8th, and 9th, and it's going to be amazing. And I also want to give a shout out to all the gold nerds out there who watched Schooled and we, my gold nerds co-hosts, did. Ash and Lons, because school? not only yeah. was the Goldbergs, the Goldbergs drop maybe one of the greatest episodes ever, the Wedding Singer episode, which crosses yeah. over with the Wedding Singer, the that, movie. I know, I would just say, I know you talk about it yeah. on your Gold Nerds podcast, but so, yeah, that but, was yeah, but epic. I have, 
It was I haven't epic. got a chance to see it. Lily, so you're going to lose have, so maybe your mind. The Wedding we'll Singer, let it be known, The Wedding Singer is one of Lily's favorite movies. Oh, yeah. I, I think I went, so, that movie you saw a dozen times, I think. I mean, I was on. So what the, Gold, what the Goldbergs so. confirmed is that the Goldbergs takes place in the same universe as The Wedding Singer. Yes. And oh, my. they crossed it over with The Wedding Singer. And it was amazing and then the premiere of schooled which was terrific and i saw online that adam wrote that it retained a hundred percent of the viewership of the goldbergs so everybody who watched the goldbergs that night stayed on and watched the show so that's a good sign that's of things huge. to come uh yeah. laney for those asking as to whether or not it would be great I, it was great laney laney as the main character is a really nice change and um or a nice contrast not a change but it's nice to have her as the main character Character narrating the story um, and you have uh, Glascott and Meller, Brian Callen and Tim Meadows are the main adult figures as the teachers and mm-hmm. the show really is a love letter to teachers and if you loved your teachers growing up it's really told from that perspective of what you know the, what potential teachers have so it has that sweetness of the Goldbergs but it's a little bit different it's more it's more based on the view of the teachers so we love that and we were so excited about it Alonzo and Ash and I actually stayed up after the West Coast feed so it's like two o'clock in the morning East oh Coast time gosh. and taped an instant Gold Nerds reaction that I stayed up then editing and put it online so if anyone watched those shows check check all that out it's I can't say enough great stuff about it it is such a relief when your spinoff that you've been praying for forever turns out to be something like really really good and uh with that lily where can people find you chichi k gomez on twitter i've been tweeting i tweeted twice yesterday i know hey maybe that's why you remembered your handle probably (laughs) Uh, uh and i am at paper bk princess on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram, Pancake4Table.com, FridayNightMoviePod.com, the All-Star Comic-Con, June 7th, 8th, and 9th. You can get tickets. Yes. Come to our booth. Hang out with us. Be a guest on the show. More details to come. And uh, with that, the music from What Does It Eat will kick in, and we will dance, dance our way our... into the evening. Bye, I love you. Bye, I love you. Bye. guys i actually have some questions on how to use twitter um, no i just don't oh. use it um wait let me just take a picture of us for our insta story shy no that's wanna... my question is that i've i don't really know how to smile are you doing a boomerang you gotta do a boomerang. um oh. i'm doing boomerang moves okay well i wasn't so are you boomeranging no is that i don't i was trying if to you look like you're asleep let me see your eyes Okay, try again.